Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into Strategic Planning. Thanks for tuning into the podcast and we are into the new year, our first episode back here uh, in 2021, and we got a great show lined up this week. We're going to talk about the three qualities of money. What are they, and what do they do for you, or what should you be looking at having them do for you, or just how are they in your overall plan? We'll dive into all of that with Mike. And of course, if you got questions anytime on the program, you should always check with a qualified professional before you take any action. And Mike Flanders has got 42 years plus of experience in the financial services industry, so it's a great resource for you to tap into here in the Carolinas. And you can find it at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com, as well as subscribe to the podcast while you're there and find all sorts of good tools, tips, and resources. What's going on, my friend? Welcome into the new year with me. How are you? I am well. Thank you, Mark. I hope you had a nice Christmas, New Year's, and uh, start to this crazy new 2021. <laughs> Wasn't uh, we thought bad. 2020, get behind us, everything would be cool, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would we want that? Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah, we setting expectations. We talked a little bit about that as the year wind uh, was winding down, saying, "Hey, let's not put too much pressure on 2021 to be perfect because it's still going to have remnants of the prior year." And boy, does it! Uh, it's yeah. off to an interesting start. I saw a pretty funny meme, Mike, that says, uh, "I'd like to cancel my subscription to 2021. I've experienced the seven day free trial, and I did not enjoy it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So oh, with everything good. going on um, so far in these first two weeks, it's been certainly interesting. Hey, the markets are all over the place. I mean, who would have thought in a calendar year we would see uh, a pandemic, a 30% drop, then all-time highs. Then we go into the new year. Uh, we're still seeing some highs. We're st- It's just, you know, interest rates are low. I mean, there's just all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff going on. It really is, and it will continue. Uh, maybe not at the same level of uh, volatility there, but uh, it, it will continue. Yeah. Uh, well, and it, it may, right? Well, at this point, we don't know. I mean, Mark Twain famously said, apparently there's nothing that cannot happen today. And, you know, he said that 150 years ago, and he was right on the money for right now. Anything sure. can happen, it seems like, at any given time. So That's right. That's right. Pretty crazy <laughs> stuff. Well, let's jump into our topic today. Let's talk about the three qualities of money. Uh, first question, we'll just keep it pretty simple. What are the three qualities of money? Yeah, I mean, you know, your money can be in, in uh, deployed in such a way that it's going to grow in value. Uh, so that'd be growth. Or it could be deployed in such a way that, uh, you know, you don't take much chance on losing it. So that would be the safety quality. And uh, then the third would be that you can get to it and turn it into spendable cash very quickly. That would be liquidity. So Mm -hmm. growth, safety, and liquidity. Okay. So we got those three qualities. And typically, you know, people say, okay, when they're sitting down to work with an advisor, they say, yes, I want that. So what do I need to invest in to give me all three of those? Yeah, that's right. You know, they, they ask you at the ice cream shop, would you like chocolate or vanilla? And you say, yes. Right. Or strawberry. Uh, you want so, all three. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll take all of them. I, I want uh, stock market returns with CD risk. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's what we're looking for here. Okay. So is but, there a uh, single investment, Mike, that does it? Yeah. Uh, you know, most people would say, no, there is not. Okay. And if you're going to be real technical about it, there's not. Okay. okay? But quite frankly, I have found that there, there really is, and it is not just investing in 
the stock market or the bond market or whatever, but a well-diversified portfolio that includes stocks and bonds in the uh, wide range of asset classes, diversified for your level of comfort with risk. And you know the thing that you think about is, okay, well, okay, I'm in the stock market, so I, I should have some growth. And the amount of growth I'll have is going to depend on how much of that money is in stocks versus in the bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I can sell those and get my money in a day, uh, you know, type thing. So it's very liquid. But you know, the market can crash like it did back in March or, or February, March of this year. Last you go year. down thirty percent. That's not real safe, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you're diversified, now you know when we talk about the stock market crashing. Uh, the thing that most people looked at was the S&P 500. So that's one asset class that went down 30%. Now, granted, a lot of things did, but bonds didn't go down 30%. In fact, they went up. And um, so if you're diversified, you can put a safety net underneath that account value. And yeah, you might have a reduction in the value of the account for a given period of time. But if you stick with the course and you know, let it go on through over time. And, and I'm not talking about lifetimes. I'm not talking about 20 years or 10 years or whatever, but over short periods of time, you're really not going to have a situation like that. Now, if you indeed are using the money on a routine basis to supply your monthly income needs, then yeah, I would say that probably is not where you, you're going to have hundred percent of your money in the stocks or 80% or whatever, you might want to dial that back a little bit, just depending on your risk assessment, you know, how you assess risk. But from a safety standpoint over time, yeah, it's pretty safe, you know, right. but any given point in time, it might not be. So that's the closest thing I could say to one investment that's really got all three or characteristics, all three, even though that safety one, mm, I know some people would question me on that and accuse me of being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think then really what I what I heard, especially the way you first phrased this, is that you, you basically you kind of can't, but by having a good plan, because I heard you say a good, well-diversified portfolio and plan in there, then you can right. achieve all three of these things. And that's typically what the idea is behind it. So we're going to go through a couple of, mm-hmm. you've already touched on it, but we'll go through a couple of financial vehicles and say what yeah. the three qualities are. Uh, and you're going to find these most of the time in a good plan. And that way, then you do have all three, right? So yes. working with an advisor to help you accomplish the goals, again, is always the task so that you can get the growth you need, you can have the safety that you need, and you can also have the liquidity that you need. So <clears throat> don't go mm-hmm. shopping around trying to find you know one single thing that's going to get it done. You're going to have multiple things that is going to really make it happen. So with that said, exactly. let's dissect them some basics. We'll start with an easy one. Of the typically, you're going to find two of the three qualities in any particular vehicle, financial vehicle. So, what do you find in cash, Mike? Yeah, that's that's where people are going to typically say, uh, well, there's there's no growth opportunity, but we <laughs> sure have safety and liquidity. Yeah, okay. cash is what the definition of liquidity is, so you can spend it. And I will give a caveat there okay. as far as safety goes. It's safe in terms of actual dollars. In terms of inflation protection, not so much. That's that growth loss we're just you were just talking about. So there's no yep. real growth there. But yeah, it's FDIC insured and all that kind of stuff. You've uh-huh. got it in the bank, you know, 
So that's that kind of, we tend to think of that as our emergency fund. So for definitely for retirees, pre-retirees, you might, you know, that's your, that's your now money, right? That's your emergency fund money, so on and so forth. If you want to do the bucket conversation, that's kind of closer in your now money. Let's go Mm -hmm. to stocks, bonds, mutual funds. What do we, and I know I'm generalizing because they each have slightly Mm -hmm. different characteristics, but what do we often see as the general rule of thumb with those? Yeah, uh, the easy one is you know you can sell them instantly and and you got liquidity, so you can get to the cash that you need if if that's a situation okay, right. that arises. And you know typically when you think about those types of things, you're investing for some growth, some increase in the value yeah. of the underlying shares or uh, in the interest collected on the bonds that adds to and can be reinvested into other funds within your account. And then, of course, mutual funds can invest in stocks, bonds, or a combination of those. And so uh, you have growth there. You have liquidity. Uh, And and again, going to the issue, if you're looking at just stocks, I'd have to say, no, safety is not there really because it it can decline. You're looking at bonds, same thing. Used to be people thought of bonds as something like I clip a coupon, I get a payment, (laughs) my cash at the end. But, you know, they, they have a lot of variation, you know, over the last several decades. So. Yeah, safety would be the one that you'd have to say. That's not a characteristic of stocks, bonds, mutual. Yeah, and if you wanted to really generalize and just say, okay, so if cash is safety and liquidity, you know, the market, if you will, for lack of just a better term, just to kind of pull it all together, is typically where we would find our growth uh, and still some liquidity because we're hopefully investing for the long term. And that's where right. we're making up that shortfall that you mentioned earlier about cash not keeping up with inflation. That's what we're hopefully doing with our. Uh, our growth side of things. Uh, so that's kind of those two working together, which is the norm for most things. People realize they have to have some cash and they have to have a little bit in the market. Sometimes I think we feel like those are the only two options based on the emails and the conversations we hear from people, but there are other things out there. So we'll dissect a couple more and then I've got a couple follow-up questions. Let's talk about annuities because they do get a lot of attention. And again, sort of like the market where we talked about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, there's different kinds of annuities and they're going to vary a little bit. But if you were generalizing, what are the two of the three qualities you find here? Okay. Well, uh, we have to differentiate between the types of annuities for, first of all, sure. number one, if you're talking about a fixed annuity that is either pays a declared interest rate or a rate that is declared based on the performance of a stock or bond index as a measuring feature mm-hmm. of how you, you get your interest rate declared, then you, you would say that those have uh, safety and um, the potential for growth just in terms of some interest being paid, but usually uh, limited liquidity. Now, you know, most of the annuities that are sold are commission-based, so they have a commission charge either taken out up front or no charge taken out up front, but you have a period of time where you can't access all your money without paying a surrender penalty. So that would be your loss of lack of liquidity. There's typically some limited liquidity, like you can get 10% a year out without a surrender penalty, but you give up a good amount of liquidity typically in those contracts. Okay. The other kind of annuity would be called a variable annuity. And so in that one, you're directly investing within the annuity contract into the stock and bond markets as you direct the funds to be uh, deployed. So in, in those circumstances, you, you have a, a little more visual that you are getting growth because you do have the, the actual investment in stocks that can occur. So you do have that growth opportunity. And then you have, you know, it, it just depending if you go with the bond side, you might have some safety there, but your um, liquidity is still limited. That's 
why I really don't like annuities very much, because even if you've got where it's in the stock market, where you've got the growth opportunity, um, you, you have that downside that you can have a loss in it at any given point in time and possibly at a point where you need the money. But the lack of liquidity, if it's a commission-based type product. Um, now, you know we don't use commission-based products. We use no-load annuities if we need to use one for a particular purpose. And so you eliminate that lack of liquidity issue. But you know something that I'll mention, just so you disclose everything here that we can think of, is you know when you do have an annuity, any growth in the value of that annuity is um, deferred taxed income. And it's taxed as ordinary income. It's not like capital gains rates on the income. So for instance, let's say if you had put $50,000 into an annuity and it gained up to $75,000, well, you've got $25,000 of, in, of income in that annuity that's never been taxed. So you've got liquidity if it's either one outside of the surrender period or if it was a no load annuity. But when you take it out, uh, you are going to pay tax at that point. So that limits the liquidity a little bit because of that taxation aspect that occurs. And in the last few years, they've changed some tax laws a little bit to eliminate some opportunities to help okay. uh, avoid some of that. So it's I don't enjoy uh, dealing with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But it's good information to know and a good information to share here on the podcast as we're talking about the three qualities of money. Uh, I got another one here for you, Mike, because it's become, well, it's not become, but it's, it's something that people get into more and that's real estate. Now, I don't mean like a real estate investment trust. That's a completely different animal, but actually right. just the hard asset, if you will, of people saying, well, I want some investment property, uh, you know, and so or I'm thinking about, you know, flipping houses or whatever. What are the qualities of money there and some things to think about? So real estate, yeah, you, you do have the opportunity for growth, but I think sometimes people believe that real estate has a higher growth rate on average than what it really does. It really, if you look at the broad spectrum of real estate, there are some times where people hit a home run because they just happen to catch it at a good time. Right. Maybe a, um, a motivated um, or seller and you're able to get a really good price. But there's a lot of emotion tied up in buying real estate. And I'm not talking about just buying houses because it's something you can see and you get a sense of what you can do with it and it's easy to overpay for it. So yeah, there is some opportunity for growth, but I don't think it's as high as a lot of people think. And um, you know, they'll think in terms of safety because real estate may go down in value. Let me talk about 2008. Right. Uh, yes, it does go down in value. Uh, I know back in the 80s, I had a gentleman who was a real estate syndicator that told me, let's do some raw land because land never declines in value. They ain't making anymore. Right. Well, right. we held that property for about 14 to 16 years and sold it for a little bit less than what we paid for it. <laughs> so um, It does it, happen, yeah. Yeah, it does happen. So there, there's supposedly some safety because you got the bones, you got the-, the It's a hard uh, asset, right. Yeah, but it, it's not guaranteed. Uh, the big issue is there's very limited liquidity. Liquidity means being able to turn something into cash in a very short period of time, mm -hmm. and there's no guarantee you can do that with a piece of real estate. Yeah, I don't unless you you know decide to take the copper out of the AC unit or something <laughs> and and sell it. Uh, you're, yeah, you can't just pull reach into the walls and pull out cash. So, but it's good right. to know because people do tend to think sometimes in that term of this is a great you know investment vehicle for me, and it could be. And like <laughs> any of these, it's all subject to what you need to accomplish for your goals. And so, you know, I'll ask you one more follow-up question, Mike. Do you find that people put too much emphasis in any one quality, be it growth or safety or liquidity? I would assume for a lot of our audience, as you're getting closer to retirement age, safety becomes the forefront issue. But do we do that to our own, our own detriment sometimes? 
Yeah, sometimes. A lot of times when I'm talking about people about establishing their accounts initially with us, we want to talk a lot about risk and, and worst case scenarios and things like that. So that when they're making their investment structure set set up uh, and all, you know, what percentages we're going to have in equities and stocks and what in bonds and so forth. Uh, I'm, I'm wanting them to try and get to a place where they can live with it and they won't feel panicked to get out of maybe as much of the stocks as they have if the market's crashing or going down or in a downward trend. And on the other side, they won't feel like, well, I'm not aggressive enough when the market's going up like a you know wildfire. So um, I want them to avoid thinking um, in just rule of thumb type things. I'm uh, 75 years old, therefore I ought to have only 25% of my money in stocks and 75% in bonds. Maybe, uh, it just depends on what you're gonna do with the money, where you are in life and what your comfort level with volatility is, how much you're gonna be using it, how much you're just gonna let it ride. There are a lot of factors, and but but there is a tendency to think with all the things we've had drilled into us over our lifetimes about rules of thumb, to think, well, I'm young, I ought to be high risk, or I'm old, I ought to be low risk. It varies. Okay. All right. So uh, some good information to know there. Again, when you're thinking about these qualities of money, you want to get all three working for you, but you need to do them in the right vehicles, the right way for your situation. And Mike, that's really where, you know, again, it's strategic planning comes into play, right? That's the title of the, the podcast. That's the title of your business, because in order to really achieve all the things you're looking for, you've got to find the right vehicles for the, you know, the right time of life that you need for you. Right. All got right. It. Well, that's the three qualities of money then. So there you go. So folks, if you've got any questions about those three qualities and what you should be doing with them or how they might need to affect you or benefit you or whatever the case might be, as always, again, like I said, if you need some help, reach out to Mike before you take any action. 336-668-4338 is how you give him a call. 336-668-4338. You can also subscribe to our podcast if you enjoy the content or know someone who might benefit from hearing the show. Then let them know if they can subscribe to it at spcinvesting.com. You can go to the website, spcinvesting.com. You can find it there, or you can just type in strategic planning in whatever podcast app you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. Just type in the word strategic planning in the search box. You'll see it pop up there and you can subscribe that way. And Mike, we're going to get out of here with under just under 20 minutes. So I'm going to let you go and say thank you for your time. As always, I appreciate you. And I hope you have a great week. Thank you. Same to you, Mark. Take care of everybody. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. This has been Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders, financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.